0: We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Moving Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. My God is amazing. Um. You know, I probably have not. No, I know. I have not shed as many tears in my lifetime as I have shed since I've came through this door. After Pastor Godparents spoke, I'm like, I'm supposed to speak after that. Um, today's scripture is going to be coming from First Peter chapter two, verse nine through ten. Um, I want to thank God for allowing me to wake up this morning and give me the message that he gave me for you today. As well, I'm going to thank pastor for giving me this opportunity to speak to you today. But most importantly, I'm going to thank each one of you here today and that are listening um, over the internet for spending your time listening to the message that God has given me to give to you. But this message was interesting Because typically what God does is God will, like, give me the scripture and then give me the subject, and then I'll spend the time digging through the text, and then the message develops from there. Um, Going through the Hebrew, the Greek, you know, just going through everything so I can turn over every single stone to make sure that there's nothing That goes missing. But this time what God did, God gave me one word and then like dropped the mic and left the room. I was like, okay. The word he gave me was influencer. Influencer. So I'm like, okay, God, you gave me, I got you, but what, what scripture? So I did what most people would have done. I looked up scriptures that have to do with influence. They're an influence, right? Well, every single scripture that I read, God did not respond to. I thought, okay, it's not that one. Okay, not that one. So the next day, find another set of scriptures. It's not that one. It's not that one. Okay. But what God did do was this whole week, whether I was at work, whether I was watching, whatever, I was just inundated with stuff on influencers, to the point that while I was at work, I don't know who the guy was, this guy comes into the store, and these kids come running to the back, hey, there's a professional gamer that's in the store, there's an influencer in the store, and I'm just like, okay, I couldn't pick this guy out of a lineup, um, you asked a it's, it's funny because I had a title for the sermon. Until you came up here and you said, how do we spread this? Wow. The title of the sermon now, How We Scale Truth Movement Church. The scripture goes as that, so I'm going to be reading from the NIV. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of the darkness into His wonderful light. Once you you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. To be honest, God gave me that scripture last night while I was in the shower. And I, I believe he did it to me on purpose, because he knew that if he gave it to me too early, I was going to do like I normally do. I was going to tear it apart. I was going to go Hebrew to Greek, going to not only read the scripture, but I was going to read the whole verse, uh, the whole chapter, maybe even read the whole book again, just to get the context and get the meat. And God specifically said, "I don't want you preaching today." I don't want you to teach it. All I want you to do is talk today. And so today we're going to be talking about the word influencer. Now it's going to seem a little weird because I'm not really going to jump into the text until I get done with my points. And then we're going to tie it all in because you know what? That's the way God gave it to me. So that's the way I'm going to give it to you. So, what is an influencer? An influence is a person or thing that influences another. But let's be honest. When I first said the word influencer, how many people automatically thought social media? Let's be real. I automatically thought social media. But here's the thing. There was a time when you heard the word influencer, you would think of parents, yeah. teachers, yeah. family, pastors, coaches. But we... When you hear social media and you think social media, that's just a sign of the times. You know, when you hear influencer, right behind that, you're thinking of likes, follows. You're thinking of different challenges that there's been around, you know, the milk crate challenge and all those other challenges, right? Now, the crazy thing is, for me, I don't do a lot on social media because it's too complicated. Because... My wife, she'll be like, hey, did you see such and such post? No, and I go look at the post. Or she'll say, hey, I noticed that you, you, uh, you posted something and people have been liking and making comments. You need to make sure you go back and you respond to the comment. I'm just like, I need an etiquette class just so that I can fully understand and make sure that I'm doing this social media thing, right? So I was like, you know what? Nah, that's okay. But here's some interesting statistics. Do you know that there's over 5 million influencers worldwide? The US population, I checked this morning, is 336,803,770. So that literally means that every if every single person in this country was an influencer on social media, there would still be another at least another 160 million somewhere else around the world. On top of that, the average person, this shocked me. The average person spends two hours and 27 minutes per day on social media. I was like, hey, that's low. However, if you think about it, talking about the average, so they're taking how much everybody watches or on social media, and then they're coming up with an average. So when you get like, people like me who rarely spend time on social media, factor it in with people that spend eight hours, five hours. So you end up coming with two hours 27 minutes. But put it in perspective, let's take – average person sleeps eight hours a day. So let's take those eight hours away. Now you're at 16 hours. The average person works at least eight hours a day. So you're going to take – eight. so you take that out. So now you're down to eight hours, right? Now you're left with, you're left with eight hours in a day. Hour and a half or so, they say the average person eats. And then the average person spends, they said at least an hour in traffic, depending on where you are. It could be more than that. So when you come down to it, there's roughly about four and a half, five hours a day. Out of that four and a half, five hours a day that's left, two of those hours and 27 minutes is social media. Now, mind you, they're talking about I'm actually sitting down and just doing social media. They're not talking about I'm sitting in traffic at the stoplight quickly scrolling or I'm walking to the I'm I'm going to the bathroom real quick or I'm in the bathroom real quick flipping social media. So the average person also it also said the average person checks their phone 159 times a day. Take out eight hours of sleep. You're looking at 16 hours a day. In 16 hours, the average person checks their phone 159 times. That's roughly about 10 times per hour. Now, I don't know. Most people ain't on the phone talking all that time. Or text, a lot of times you're checking your notification, checking your text, right? Here's the other thing. How many people have ever left their phone at home and freaked out? Think about it. And then you rush home to get your phone. And then sometimes you end up being late because you had to go back and get your phone. Or better yet, you're like, no, I'm bigger than that. I don't need my phone. My phone ain't going to ruin my life. You go to work, you don't have your phone, and the whole day you're like a crack addict. Man, I need my phone. I need my phone. I need my phone. So believe it or not, The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, also known as the DSM, which is a reference tool for mental health professionals, there is a smartphone addiction. It is called nomophobia. This is the fear of being without a mobile phone. It is often fueled by an internet overuse problem or internet addiction disorder. After all, it's rarely the phone or tablet itself that creates a compulsion but rather the games, the apps, and the online worlds it connects us to. So to kind of put that into perspective, you leave your phone at home, you're not worried about the phone calls you're going to miss. That's not what you're worried about. You're worried about the notifications, your feed that you're not going to be able to catch. Or or if you're one of those people that like to play the games and stuff, you're not going to be able to play the games on the phone. So it's not even... You're not even worried about what the phone is supposed to be used for. On top of that, there's also now a medical condition called text neck syndrome. Too much time looking down at your phone can strain your neck muscles and cause tightness and spasms. So if one day you wake up and you feel tightness around your neck, you feel spasms in your neck, it may be because you're spending too much time looking down at your phone. On top of that, so part of the beauty issue, problem, however you look at it, about the phone and the content on the phone is that there's content for everyone. You've heard the proverbial rabbit hole where you start looking at one video or TikTok, and before you know it, the sun's coming up, you know. And understand that on your phone, there's an algorithm, which pretty much every time you watch a video, you like something or dislike something, it's make, your phone is making note of it. Here's the scary part. You don't even have to touch your phone. If the phone hears you saying something, you know how you like say, "Hey Siri, hey Google, hey Alexa." Well, understand your phone is listening because if it wasn't listening, you would say, "Hey Siri," and she wouldn't respond. So your phone is always lis- listening, so it can hear you, and now it's constantly giving you this feed of stuff to keep you occupied. As I was reading, that Lord said, "Hey." Drop this on them. You are a three-part being. You are a spirit being. You live in the flesh, and you possess a soul. And understand that the flesh and the spirit are at war for your soul, right? Understand the flesh is like the phone, and that the flesh has an algorithm to keep you occupied so you can't feed your spirit. For example, if you're a drug addict, your, your flesh is going to know exactly where to take you to get the drugs. If you, if you like, you know, going around with women or men, whatever the case may be, the flesh is going to give you, oh, it's 10 o'clock. You know, if you, go, if you go specifically here, or better yet, you just happen to be driving by there. You don't even know why you're driving by there. The flesh is just taking you there. So, understand That all this is going to go into us becoming influencers. Because that's how we are going to be able to scale Truth Movement Church. Mm -hmm. Is becoming influencers. And so today what we're going to talk about is how to become an effective influencer. So, God created Adam and Eve, and they put them in the Garden of Eden. And he gave them dominion, and they were supposed to tend to the garden. They were supposed to influence the garden. So, when God created you and placed you here, he placed you in your own sphere of influence. And you are to take dominion and influence your sphere of influence. So what exactly is your sphere of influence? Your sphere sphere of influence is every single person that you come in contact with on a regular basis. You are supposed to be influencing them. So how are we going to become effective influencers? Point number one, it is acknowledging your platform. So, when you look at social media, first thing influencers, are, where am I going to be? I'm going to be TikTok and be YouTube or whatever. So you have to establish what your platform is. Your platform is the world, the present, the here and now. Wherever you are present, that is your platform. So the difference between you and a social media influencer is that social media influence, people are only watching them when they're on, they're doing their channel, right? But see, because your platform is a here and now, you always are on. Yeah, yeah. Has anybody in here ever met a star or celebrity, and when you met them, they weren't what you thought they were going to be? Yeah. That's happened to me a couple of times. Yeah, that, 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 that's not you. That can't be you. See, so you are to be the same whether you're at home by yourself or whether you're out in public, on your job, in school, wherever you are, you are to be the same. Now, if you are not a nice person in general, that's what TMC is here for. Pray for you to help you Change. And become more Christ like because that's what we're supposed to do. We are to be Christ like and influence others and take that out into the world. So, the first point is your platform. Where's your platform? Not Facebook, not YouTube. Your platform is the world, the present, the here is now. The second point every single influencer has their niche or their category or what they specialize in. Right? You. Specialize in love, plain and simple, love. See, 1 John 4, 7, and 8 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because what? God is love. So love is who you are. Love is what you do. You are made in his image. Therefore, when people see you, they should see love personified. When you walk, when you talk, love should light up the room. Love should be coming out your pores. So again, the first is your platform, which is the world. Second one is your nature, which you're going to specialize in, which is love. The third thing that you're going to do is you're going to create your content. So we've already established that your content is going to be based on love, but how are we going to create this content? First and foremost, do you know that content creators actually go to conferences? They talk to other content creators. They read, they learn, they study. So what are you going to do? You're going to read, you're going to learn, you're going to study all about the word, all about God. Most importantly, all about love. On top of that, you are going to come to Truth Movement Church and experience love. So that when you go out into the world, you know how to share what? To share love. Because at the end, think about it. What did pastor say? Pastor didn't say anything about money. He didn't say anything about food. What did he talk about? He said the love. That's what it is. Your content is straight love. And the beautiful thing about God is that if you read, if you study, you come to church, you listen, you are putting the word in you. And what ends up happening is you don't have to prepare a sermon. You don't have to think about what you're going to say. Because when it comes time to share that love, if somebody does need a word, God's going to bring that word to your remembrance. He's just going to pull it out. But what you have to do is you have to put it in you first. So, but how are you going to actually create your content? Well, guess what, Portia? You're going to do growth tracks. You're going to go through growth tracks. Once you get done with growth tracks, then what are you going to do? You're going to get involved, get involved, movement groups, movement groups. Think about that. But you know what? It's even simpler than that as well. Next time you go in the store, just say hi. That cashier, you know, every time you go to Starbucks, you get the same barista. Compliment them. Say hi. The thing is, at the end of the day, just do something. Do something. Then once, you do, once you've done that, then guess what? Do it again. Yeah. Become consistent with it. And then after, after a while, you don't even recognize you're just doing it. Not to do it. You're just doing it because it has, because it has become part of you. Yeah. Example, I drive my wife crazy because everywhere we go, I'm talking to people. Everywhere we go, we're talking. She's just like, do you, do you have to talk to people? Honestly, no. I don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> but I do. One time we we're in the bank. And as we go into the bank, she's in the bank with me standing in line. Walk up. I'll never forget the lady's name. The lady's name was Amy. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I know How are your kids? My kids are good. Your kid's about to graduate, right? Yeah, your kid's about to... We walk away. She, she was like, where do you know her from? From the bank? How often do you come to the bank? Well, no, not often, but, you know, when I come to the bank, I speak. I speak. You don't, know, you don't know her from, no, just from the bank. But, again, you build a rapport. You build that relationship with people. And the other reason why I did was because somebody told me this story years ago. And what happened is they had messed up on their taxes. And they went to the bank. They went to the same bank. They got the same teller. And they went to deposit the the money from their business into the bank. The teller said, you don't want to do that right now. She was like, no, I think I do. No, you don't want to do that right now. She was like, no, I think I do. You really don't want to do that right now. She was like, okay. So she walked out and she left. When she got home, she had found out because she had messed up on her taxes, the IRS was coming out of her bank account. So understand when you are influencing others when you're talking to others you never know one who you're blessing but more importantly you don't know who's going to be able to bless you so understand this is a double-edged sword you are you are not doing this just just for tmc's sake you're not doing it just for for others sake you're doing this for the whole sphere So that point is you're going to create your content. How are you going to create your content? Growth tracks, movement groups, saying hi, speaking to people, just doing something, sowing some sort of love, then being consistent with it. The fourth point, maintain a relationship with those in your sphere of influence or those you're influencing. So it's not enough with people who are consistently in your life to just say, I love you one time and let that be and never speak to him again. Right. See, this thing that we do, it's not a religion. This is a relationship. Everything is based on a relationship. Right. And later on, when I get to the scripture. I'm going to tie everything in and you're going to see how important relationships are and how important it is in being an effective influencer, you have got to create a relationship with those you are influencing. Because at the end of the day, they have to feel like they can trust you. you got, your relationship is going to give you that credibility. And as Paul said, because understand, We're an influencer, so these people that you're influencing kind of technically are your followers. But as Paul said, follow me as I what? Follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ, which means what? If Paul wasn't following Christ, nobody should have been following him. So understand, you becoming an influencer, you need to be following Christ you need to be setting the example because at the end of the day, that's how you're going to be bringing people in. My last point, and this, this is funny. So what they tell social media influencers is that you have to draw attention to yourself. So the final point is draw attention to yourself. And they tell social media influencers that that's what you got to do. And that has gotten so many social media influencers in trouble because they're willing to do anything to get those likes but here's the beautiful thing the mere fact that you gave your life to christ the mere fact that you're speaking about christ the mere fact that you're giving love you're going to naturally draw attention to yourself people are going to be like man there's something special there's something different about that dude i don't know what it is there is something very different about that dude And here's the beautiful thing about it. Your job isn't to judge. Your job really isn't even to ask questions. Your job is just to find a need, fill a need, and by doing that, guess what's going to happen? They're going to come up to you and they're going to say, why? How are you able to do that? Why do you continue to do that? This doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why you keep saying hi to me and I don't say anything to you. Guess what they just did? They just opened the door. You say, oh, that's because of God. Oh, that's because of the God I have in me. Well, what are you talking about? Now you have an opportunity to share. Because you've already, you got them close enough to you. you got them close enough to the light. You have drawn their attention into you. And so now they're going to ask you questions. And then all you got to do is answer the questions. But there is a caveat to this. Because you are drawing attention to yourself, You're going to get likes, but I guarantee you're going to get more dislikes than you will likes. You're going to get the proverbial trolls that are going to start trolling you. And uh, they're going to do They're going to sit and they're going to wait for you to mess up so that they can say, hi, gotcha, hi, gotcha. I knew he wasn't real. But that's okay because you know what? Because while they're waiting for you to mess up, you just showering them with love. Yeah. you just shower them. And you're drawing them in. You're drawing them closer. Because what happens when they first notice you, they notice you from a distance. And they're like, there's a crack. I just haven't found it. So let me, let me get a telescope and look closer. So now they go, okay, telescope. I can't see with telescope. Let me get that microscope to get closer. Next thing you know, they're right next to you looking for something. God, the Bible says, to sum it up, all you need to do is catch them. God will clean them up. Because now they're caught. Now they're entangled. And if they've been watching, they've seen everything you've been through and you have not changed one bit. They're going to wonder how. They're going to wonder why. But that's okay. Because all you got to do is just answer their questions. At the end of the day, just answer their questions and be honest. So now, I'm going to tie all that back into the scripture. If you would go ahead and go back to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 10, NIV. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So understand what Peter did in those two verses. Peter literally went from Abraham all the way to Jesus and didn't stop there. And then came all the way to now. What I mean by that is when he said a chosen people, he's talking about Abraham because God told Abraham I am going to make a nation out of you. I am going to make a special people out of you. You are going to be my chosen people. So then he goes on to say the royal priesthood, because understand, um, when you fast forward, the, the, the Levites, they were the priests. The only way that you could get into God, you had to go through the Levites. You had to go through priests, right? But then Jesus stepped on the scene and said, no, you don't have to do that anymore. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father but by me. So Jesus said, no longer do you have to go through the priest. Just come through me. I was made in the image of uh, Mattel's day. So just come through me. And then he was crucified and died. But before he left, guess what he said? I am going to send a comforter for you. And now... The comforter is how you're going to access God. You can go to God for yourself. On top of that, he said, now that you have been grafted, because understand that first, Abraham through Jesus, it was only for the Jews. Jesus steps on the scene. Now they're like, you know what? This is so good. We need to open this up to other people. So now they grafted in the Gentiles. Now they grafted in everybody else. So now, everybody, guess what? Once you say that you accepted Jesus in your heart, once you, 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 you made that change, you do, guess what? Now you're part of the chosen people. Now you're part of that royal priesthood. So understand that part of the royal priesthood is this. Back in the day, God's presence resided in the temple. It was in the holiest of holies, and that's where you had to go. But when Jesus died and the Holy Spirit came, he now resides in you. So guess what that means? Everywhere you go, everywhere you influence, guess who's there? God. God. Now, we are to proclaim all this to all nations, to all people. That's how we're going to influence them. And understand, I, I, I was corrected. God corrected me because in my mind, I was like, you know what? This world is worse off then than it was. Then. No, the world hasn't changed. The only difference is back then, somebody died. You ain't hear about it. Crime was committed. You ain't hear about it. Wars were going on all the time. As a matter of fact, there's probably more wars going on then than there are now. The only difference is is that there you didn't have 24 hours, 7 days a week, 365 access to it. But at the end of the day, let's face it, the world is a dark place. But guess what? That's where you come in. Everywhere you and your sphere of influence goes, there should be light. There's supposed to be light because God is the eternal flame. And when you give your life to Christ, what ends up happening You walk up, you light your candle against his, your candle is now lit. Now, everywhere you go, light shines. And guess what? Light and dark cannot exist in the same place. It can't. So when you walk in a room, I don't care what room it is, the atmosphere should shift. It should shift for the good. should be like, now, when you leave a room and the atmosphere shifts and everybody's happy, there's a problem. There's a problem. So everywhere you go, the atmosphere should shift. If on the job, you know, the atmosphere isn't good, guess what? That's why God put you there. So... The biggest thing that God gave me to tell you today. And remember last week, there was quite a few people who came up here and gave their life to Christ. Quite a few people. And now it's time for everybody to come together and spread that message out to the world. To get more people to come to Christ and how are we going to do that by being influencers by being influencers but here's the thing in that scripture that I just read understand what Peter did he pretty much said Jesus destroyed the religion because understand they were just going through, Israel was just going through the motions like many of us do today. We go through the motions. At that point, it's a religion. But Jesus came, destroyed the religion, and created a relationship. At the end of the day, how are we going to become better influencers? By building relationships. Not keeping this called love not keeping God to ourselves you know people like say oh my relationship with God is my relationship with God yeah you're right it is your relationship with God you are responsible for your relationship with God but at the same time you are responsible for sharing that relationship with other people so that other people can see how that relationship is supposed to look like how they develop it how they start it to a certain extent you're an influencer but you're a matchmaker you matching people up with God. That's what you do. That's all you do. So again, the points were one: what was your platform? Point one: platform, the world. What was your platform? The world. Number two: your niche. What was your niche? What do you specialize in? Three, creating content. How are you going to create content? Growth Growth tracks. What else? (laughs) Movement groups. Do something. Number four, it's maintaining the relationship. You have to maintain your relationship. And point number five was what? Draw attention to yourself. And understand as you're drawing attention to yourself, you're drawing it to who? You're drawing it to God. Because as Paul said, as you follow me, as I follow Christ. So again, to your point, Pastor, how are we going to scale this? We are going to scale this by becoming influencers. That's how we're going to do it. Becoming influencers. Also, inviting people to church. Invite people, because think about it. When you eat at a good restaurant, do you not tell everybody in the world about it? Every Sunday you come here and you eat on this thing called love. This cake is so good. But yet, uh, who are you telling about it? Would you please stand? Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.